up, Michelle? Hi, how are you? Good. Are we ready to rock and ask you fun, interesting, tough questions about Instagram? And all of them. All, all of them. them. Rapid fire. All at once. All right, let's do it. So uh, Angie is here already. I'm sure we'll have a few more people joining in. And Zach, you can kind of monitor the, uh, the Facebook uh, questions that are being posted there. We're going to spend the next 30 minutes asking an Instagram expert anything. Um, so Jesse, yeah. I emailed you the questions. Um, oh, good. People the, already have questions. Yeah. Right, pull uh, here's the, actually, I just put the link in the chat to the doc. Perfect. Um, and Michelle got them. Um, it says I need access on that one. All right, hang on. Hold on. Let me change my access here. Okay. Well, you want to read one off to start, Zach? If you got them open. Sure. Um, so the first question we have is from Mike W in West Virginia, and he says. Between Reels, Instagram TV, and Stories, is it still worth it to use Instagram Live? Am I, are we just going? Like, am I going into answering we're, this yeah, right away? Yeah, we're just going. Cool. Um, so I love that question. And it's actually been a, a pretty common question over the last couple of weeks because I think people are starting to notice that just show up on video is really the answer. Um, and what I will say about... IG live specifically is it's just like Facebook live, right? In the sense of you're going live. It doesn't matter if you, if anybody sees it as it's happening, because it's going to stay there for a while. Right. So is it the same? No, because it, you don't um, typically get as much visibility over like a longer period of time. But what I will say is that IG lives now you can actually save as IGTV videos and share them to your feed. Right. So doing a live is still really, really powerful because your audience is going to see it in real time. They're going to know that just like this, right? This is happening live. So people are going to get to ask questions in real time. And there's nothing that could ever replace that. Um, but if you have a really good live and you're like, well, crap, I should have done that as an IGTV, have no fear because you can just save it and post it to your feed as that. So awesome. really, they all serve similar purposes. Um, but the key to that question, which I, I'm glad I read that one before we jumped on, but the key to that entire question is video, right? You have to be on video. You have to be showcasing who you are, not just on the real estate slash you know, mortgage side or whatever side you're in specifically in that world, um, but also the personal side, right? I mean, I had a, a realtor the other day who did a Facebook Live about iced tea, <laughs> like and spilling the tea about the real estate market where he was literally holding iced tea talking about how he takes this sweet tea, you know? So, I, I love it. Uh, and, 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 and right now, since we are, we're live on Facebook, are we, are we screwing that up? Should we be live on Instagram? And, and are we hurting your soul because you're the Instagram expert and yet we're not live on Instagram right now? You know what? It's so funny that you just asked me that because my virtual handshake conference, that was a couple of weeks ago, um, we were doing all these Facebook lives to promote this conference. And I'm the Instagram person. And I said, I was like, guys, okay, so I've done like five Facebook lives with all of these different people to promote this conference, but we haven't done a single IG live. Like, what are we doing? Um, so we finally did, we ended up doing two of them. And, and I don't, you're not screwing anything up, Jesse, you're awesome. But I think it'd be cool to be able to also go live on Instagram at the same time, because in, in many cases, you know, you may have a different audience on Instagram than you do on Facebook. Yeah. 
Absolutely. All right. Let's, let's bring it back to real estate. I got a bunch of questions here. So I don't, we'll see how many as we get through. And if you are watching this live, Angie, who is here, if you have questions you want to ask anyone on Facebook that I can't see directly, please. The reason why we do this live is so that you can ask questions in real time. We, we gathered some questions in advance just so we'd have some. So here's one from Sherry J in Ohio, who said, um, all she is posting is uh, photos from listings and closings and feels like it's getting a little stale which is something I've heard before. What else, oh, yeah. uh, what else can they be posting? What else should she be posting? What, what do you recommend? So I, I think I might've talked about this on another call with you, Jesse, because I think this is a pretty common question. Um, but the answer to that is you definitely should not be posting nothing but listings all day, every day. Um, because take this in the best way possible, but to an audience, a cold audience who's consuming you, all they see is that you sell a lot of houses and you're probably making a lot of money, right? But they don't see who you are as a person. So everything when it comes to developing content is based off four pillars. Um, and these four pillars are things you know that are not rocket science, but they are um, coined based off how I teach it because it, it makes it very easy for you guys to separate creating and developing content. Um, so the four pieces, number one is lifestyle content, right? So this is pictures of your dog, pictures of whatever's in your camera roll, pictures of you getting coffee, um, you know, you and your husband on date night. My husband just got back from Alaska after being um, there with his dad fishing for six days. So I had a ton of content that my husband was sending me that I can use as lifestyle content, even on my page, right? Um, that kind of stuff. The key with lifestyle content is I need to know who you are, right? So when I call you, or potentially slide into your DMs to say, hey, I want you to help me buy or sell a house, aka think of me as a consumer. The goal being that I see myself sitting in a car with you all day long and actually enjoying that, right? Meaning like I have to know that you're into the same things as me potentially, or that we have these commonalities that are going to make that day fun. And that is what will ultimately make people want to spend their money with you, right? So that's the big pillar. Lifestyle content is very, very important. Um, listing day is what I call pillar number two, which is essentially anything along the pendulum of the home buying transaction or the process of buying a house um, or selling one, right? So either listing, sold, under contract, pending, closed, open house, appraised. Um, it doesn't matter. Anywhere along that pendulum is what that would fall under that category. Um, number three is testimonials. The big thing that I've been really encouraging my clients to do lately um, is get video testimonials of your clients, right? If you are at a closing, sit there and go live on stories um, and, or, you know, go in stories and sit there and literally hold your phone, point at them and just be like, all right, guys, you guys are here. Like, how is this whole thing? How is this experience? I just want to hear from you guys. Are you so excited? And just let them talk. Right. And if you're doing that in stories, you can download and save those stories to your camera roll and use it as content on your feed later on. Um, but video testimonials are becoming king um, and posting or the days of posting, you know, pictures of your buyers at closing, holding like the title key is gone. Please stop that. Right. Um, the reason being is I don't want to hear another congrats to John and Mary. I want to know the story behind a transaction. And that's a lot done a lot better via video than it is like just a still image or a copy and paste off of, you know, a Zillow review that somebody got. Um, so that's pillar number three. Pillar number four is the can, most important one. Can I, can I pause you on pillar three though? Cause I want to know, yeah. like you just said, stop 
putting the pictures of the people holding the big key saying we closed. Is it better to do that than nothing? Or should people literally stop doing that? No, I mean, it's, they can absolutely do that if that's the picture or the content they have. But here's the problem, right? And Jesse, correct me if I'm wrong, but I know you've seen it. Um, but people in their captions, they just say, congrats to John and Mary. So excited for you. Um, you know, closed in 37 days, whatever. But I'm like, cool, what, what's unique about John and Mary? Like, why do I care about this picture of them holding a key? So the power of it or the power of those types of content or that type of photo is the story behind it. Um, and I can put in the chat box, I'll do this right now, actually, because this is so good. Um, Jackie Needon Real or AZ Real Estate. Zach, Zach, will you cut and paste this over to uh, Facebook so people see it there as well? Yeah, so hopefully I spelled that correctly. Um, let me double check. Yep, Jackie. Yep, I did. Okay, so Jackie is a private client of mine. And the reason I'm sharing this with you based off that question from you, Jesse, is she just did this. So she just posted a listing that is now closed that she actually bought at what well, the, the gentleman had passed away, right? So she bought the house as an agent and flipped it. Um, but when she was telling the story of, you know, this house is now done and ready for someone to buy, um, the story is in, is the power here, right? So there's so much history in this house, even so much. Oh, she has a video from the original owner who lived there as a kid, grew up there, bought it from his parents, and then ended up passing away in a nursing home just before COVID um, had even happened, right? And so she bought the house off of him, flipped it, made it beautiful, and now it's ready for a new owner. Um, and she just posted this today. She actually did it as a still image and, or like a before and after carousel post and as a reel. Um, and so again, the, the entire point of this is yes, post that content, but you have to tell a story because the goal is that your content makes somebody else say me too, or, oh my gosh, no way. That's me. I need to work with Jackie or I need to work with this person or whoever it is. Love it. Thank you. Thank you for, I mean, I'm, Trying to throw in all my own questions, but thank you for clarifying that. It was helpful for me too. Love it. All right. So oh, pillar number no, four is the most it. pillar number four is the most important. What were you doing pillar number yes, four? So pillar number four is value series content. So I know you've heard me say this before, Jesse, but I'll say it again for, for everybody else. Value series is one topic that you're going to talk about for the entire month. And you're going to break that one topic down into five individual pieces of content, aka five separate posts, all talking about one thing right? So the problem with real estate agents right now um, and creating value on Instagram or even social media period is they try to regurgitate everything they possibly can in one post. Um, and so either the caption's really long or the piece of content that is posted is a graphic or some kind of image that has like the 10 steps all on one photo. Uh, it's so hard to read and nobody does. I'll tell you, I'll tell all of you guys who are listening to this, nobody does. Um, so the key with value series is taking a really great flyer or taking a really great piece of information that you have um, or a specific niche that you specialize in and really breaking that down and creating an entire month worth of content based off of that one thing. Um, because I have seen so many agents that say, Michelle, I don't know what to talk about. I'm running out of things to say. I don't know what I'm supposed to be posting. Um, you know, I, I can only talk about the home buying journey or, you know, it being a seller's market so often. And I'm like, you're totally missing what the kind of content is that actually should be put out. And I'll use one example and then we'll move on to the next question. But 
Um, you know, for example, if you specialize in working with veterans, um, why not do an entire month talking directly to, um, veterans, right? Like straight, they served their time and they got out, do an entire month talking about medically retired veterans, um, because we do have different benefits. Um, I personally am not medically retired, but my husband is. And so I know a lot about that space. Um, and then the third month, right? Why don't you do an entire series on how veterans can buy multiple houses and use all as much of their VA loan limit or their VA benefit as they have, right? So how, like you can even call the topic for the month, like how are, or why are veterans typically, you know, the people that own the most real estate, right? In many cases, aside from other real estate agents, typically veterans who do it right are the ones that also own a ton of property. Um, so you can do an entire series on that. And the key again, is that for an entire month, you're really honed in on this one very specific conversation that positions you as an expert. And that's what people want to hire. Um, you know, even if they're not a veteran themselves, if they see you posting content, that's just so good like that, they may reach out to you and say, Hey, I'm not a veteran, but I saw all your content. I love it. I love your personality. I love your video. I feel like I might want to work with you. Can you talk to me? Um, and that's the best case scenario. And, and I love those ideas on content, by the way, that's, those are really good. That that's going to tie in Michelle into our next question. So perfect time. Thank you. Cause, cause you know, when someone reaches out to you, um, this is Brian in San Diego said, uh, you know, he's posting a lot. He's got a decent following, but he's not sure if he's converting leads or like exactly doesn't know how to convert the leads, right? Like what are some pointers on, Obviously, if someone sends you a DM and says, I want to work with you, that's pretty straightforward. But is yeah. there anything else that someone needs to be doing to actually make sure they are generating leads and converting those leads? Yeah. So I think our last presentation, we talked about subliminal versus tangible ROI on Instagram specifically, or just really with social media in general. Um, but the answer to that question is there's a couple of things you can be doing, really like five, but I'll just give you a couple. So number one, you need to be posting and developing engaging story content right? Meaning if you're posting story content, use the poll sticker, use the question box, use the um, drop down of like A, B, C, D and get people to start engaging there, right? If you start doing it more regularly, you will naturally get more and more engagement over time as long as you're consistently showing up there. Um, now here's the key. And this is what I would say 97% of people don't do um, is anyone who takes the time to comment on that or reply or click one of the ABCDs should be getting a message from you. And it doesn't matter if that message is about iced tea, but it should be some form of communication being opened, right? Like literally post a story of, do you take your tea sweet or half sweet, half regular, or like, are you an all sweet or half, half, half and half, right? And people will come or, you know, click that like left and right. And you, as the person who's trying to use this platform as a lead generating tool, need to know, take the time to send messages to every single one of those people and say, oh my gosh, that's how I take my tea too. Do you use sweetener? Right. So like end it with a question and then that conversation continues. So that's one key. Um, and then of course you naturally have to know if you're good at sales, you'll naturally be able to transform that conversation into business over time. Um, so that's one really, really big thing. Number two is your call to actions in your captions have to push people off the platform, right? So either in your bio link, right? So get them to click the link in your bio to download X freebie, whatever it is, um, encourage people to tag other individuals. Um, and if somebody does, right, if somebody does tag two more people, send the person that tagged two more people a private message and just say, Hey, 
Um, I saw you tagged a couple people. Thanks so much. Like curious, like why did you decide to tag those two people? Right. And just open the door for conversation. Um, but Jesse, I mean, you've been in real estate for a long time and I know that you talk to agents that you work with and you say the, the key is in the follow-up. How are you following up with your people? The exact same thing exists on social media. Um, if you're taking the time to do all this great content and you're posting it, but yet you're not starting conversations, like you're doing it wrong period. And I could go on many more tangents, but those, those are two big things to start with. I, I love it. And and by the way, so Angie, again, who's on, on Zoom with us, uh, anyone else on Facebook, if you guys have questions, please jump in, let me know. So otherwise, I'm just going to keep asking questions from this list, but I want to make sure I'm answering questions that you guys have. So Zach, let me know if there's anyone on Facebook who's got questions. Um, all right. Let's, here's, the, here's a fun one. Uh, this is, uh, Steve is asking, are hashtags still a thing? <laughs> Um, I saw this question when Zach sent over the, the questions yeah. people had already submitted and I literally laughed out loud, like 100%. Um, but hashtags absolutely are still a thing. They are 100% necessary. Very, very, very important in both how people find you and how you engage. So um, I have a Facebook Live on my business page. Um, that's about 13 minutes. Um, I encourage any of you guys who are listening to go because I just don't have 13 minutes to go into detail with you on that. Um, but, and maybe even Zach can go pull the link and drop it in the comments on Facebook or something for you guys, but hashtags, there's two pillars to it, right. Or two sides to them. Um, hashtags on your content, meaning on your Instagram, you post a picture, you have a caption, you have hashtags attached to it. Those hashtags are designed to be, um, or give you the ability to be found, right. Meaning they have to be typically realtor specific, city specific, location specific, um, specific to the post itself, right? So I have a client who is obsessed with bourbon and we started doing this whole series talking about bourbon and how um, it's a big gift that he does to a lot of homeowners that he works with. And he actually owns a bourbon distillery, like just crazy, right? Like super cool. Um, so we created an entire set for any pieces of content that goes out that has anything to do with bourbon. Um, that is like 15 hashtags related to the bourbon industry and then 15 hashtags specific to where he sells real estate and exactly what industry he's in specifically, right? And then the flip side to that. So now you know what kind of hashtags to use on your content, right? So you can be found. Um, now hashtags that you use to engage on are totally different because you do not want to engage where you live, right? Meaning not where you live physically, but where, what industry you live in, because why as if you, Jesse, right? Like why would you go engage on hashtags that have anything to do with real estate unless you're trying to build your team, right? But if you're just a, a real estate agent trying to generate leads direct to consumer off of social media, you should be engaging in what I call your third place. Meaning when you're not home, when you're not at work, what are you doing? right? AKA, you know, for me, that would be F45, which is a, a fitness organization or company that does HIIT training. I'm also a competitive Olympic weightlifter. Um, not right now, cause I'm 32 weeks pregnant, but, um, which you can't tell guys, cause I'm sitting down, but, um, you know, I would do that. And I would also engage a ton on military and military spouse type stuff, just because of my husband being such a, a huge part of that industry. Um, because that's where, if I thought to myself as a real estate agent, where could I go get business? That would be where I would start because I can have conversations about things that I love. Um, and I'm not going to be leaving comments and talking about, or, you know, commenting on people's content about something like that. I just couldn't care about at all. 
Um, and that totally life. makes sense. That totally makes sense. But how do you combine um, your interest with also geography? Because you don't want to talk to someone who likes competitive weightlifting if you're an agent on the other side of the country necessarily, or do you? I mean, it, it, the answer is what's your ultimate goal? You know, for you, Jesse, that might be a little bit different because I know you do have a team, right? right so, right, but, but for the average agent, yeah. I mean, the average agent who's looking for buyers and sellers. Totally. So here's the thing you can do, right? I live in Phoenix, Arizona as a competitive Olympic weightlifter. There are literally probably within Phoenix Metro, um, 30 Olympic weightlifting gyms that I can, that I can tell you I know of. Right. So where would I be hanging out as a real estate agent trying to generate business off of one of one person that happens to be going to any of those 30 Olympic weightlifting, you know, gyms is I would be following every single one of those gyms and I'd be liking and commenting on any piece of content that any of those gyms put out. And the key to that now is that on my profile, like if I'm going to go take time to engage on Olympic weightlifting stuff and somebody sees my comment and they see oh, who is this person? I'm going to click on their profile, aka just aimlessly scrolling. And I click on your profile and I go to your page and you have not a single piece of content that says anything about Olympic weightlifting or, or attest to that at all. You just lost me, right? So they work in conjunction. So you have to be posting content and then engaging in places that are relative to that content, if that makes sense. So if you're really into golf, then you better have pictures of you golfing on your Instagram. And then you need to go follow every golf course, every country club, all of the um, top golfs in your area, any like private golf pros that do lessons, like those kinds of people are your people to be engaging with because guess who's consuming that content, right? Guess who's consuming Tiger Woods's content, a bunch of other dudes or ladies that are really love golf. Hundred percent. That makes no. makes absolute sense. That makes absolute sense. I love it. Yeah. When you are doing your posting, this is a question from Wendy. Um, was asking, uh, is there a certain time of day, certain days of the week? Does it matter when you post? Yeah. So the answer is one hundred percent yes, and it's in your insights. So if you look at your Instagram and you click the insights button in the middle of your screen on your profile, um, if you click the next thing, so once you click the insights button, the next thing is you'll click where it says total audience, aka followers, and you'll see your followers have increased two percent or whatever. It'll show up in that section. Um, once you click on that. You then scroll all the way to the bottom um, and you will see Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where you can toggle to any day and it shows you a bar graph. Um, that bar graph, the higher the graph, the better or the higher activity your platform has on that day or on that given day that you're looking at, right? So when you, and I just talked to a client this morning because she posted at 9 a.m. and she just wasn't supposed to post till noon and I, I called her out and I was like, girl, why did you just post that at nine? Like your insights literally say noon is the best. She goes, I forgot to look, right? So it's just understanding your audience. Now, here's one thing. No two people will ever be the same, right? We may be similar. We may have similar numbers. Um, but when and when the best time is for you is totally dependent on your audience and your followers and how and when they consume your content the most. So I, I love that. And I had never looked at insights on Instagram. I just learned my that? new thing. What? Did you just look at it? I did. I was just looking. I, it's cool. I'm not going to do a deep cool. dive right now because I'm still because we're still chatting. But I was like, that's so cool. I love it. It'll, now now yeah, we got so a rhyme and a reason. Your homework, your homework is go after this. Go look at your insights. Click on your followers all the way at the bottom and see what the best time is per day for you to post. Yeah, I, I love it. And and if you're trying to build 
followers on Instagram. I mean, I'm assuming it's not just raw follower count, but assuming that that still is somewhat a metric that you want highly engaged people, but you do want more of them. Um, of so any, any good, I mean, we have five minutes, so they can't go too deep. I'm sure you have course after course we can go into on this, but, but what would you say, what would you say is the best place to start on just trying to build followers? So the, the fastest and the best way to answer that question is if you want new eyeballs on your content, you have to be engaging every single day. Right. So if you want to get engagement and you want to get new people to consume your content, you have to be giving engagement every day. Right. So I just gave you guys an example of like, you know, if your ideal client is somebody that happens to be an Olympic weightlifter because that's what you do in your free time, um, then you need to go follow all of those gyms, all of those, you know, power lifters, whoever they are, um, and start engaging regularly. Um, one of my courses, I teach you guys a 25 comment challenge, right? So it's literally like, here's 25 comments in five different places, five comments times five that you can do every single day. And if you do just that for seven days, I mean, you're going to grow. And the key is that it's not growth just to say you have new followers, right? It's growth with people who are highly interested in you, um, and in the area that you can serve. Right. That's really, really important, especially for this, the traditional agent who's serving in a very specific area um, is specially, you know, specialized in, in Phoenix here, for example, like in Scottsdale. Right. Like if that's your area, then why are you targeting like Detroit real estate unless you used to be from Detroit and you get a lot of people and friends and family that moved to Arizona? Like, you know what I mean? Yep. So I think it's really important. If you want to grow, you have to be giving a ton of engagement yourself. Yeah. I, I love it. All right. We got a couple minutes. Let's see. Julie Mosaine has got a question. So as a realtor that loves homes, should I be all over? Let's see. So, so as a realtor that loves homes, should I be all over their Instagram? Oh, builder. Okay. All builder. over the bu builders, Instagrams. So I guess the question is, is that, I mean, I would probably say no to that as far as all over because builders, the, the people who are typically consuming that content are other agents, right? So the people who are looking at builders are typically other agents trying to bring their consumers in. Um, but what you could do, um, and Julie, I would, if she's listening, I would tell her to go one step further and say, what kind of clients do I have that are typically interested in new builds and go figure out what their standard or, or interests are and live there so that they find you through their love of, you know, golf. They then can go to your Instagram and see that you're a new build specialist. And now, you, now we're talking right now you're kind of off to the races. Um, and I see her other question in the chat box. I just pulled it up. Um, Julie asked, what is my course? So um, I own a course called the Instagram Power Method I created in July of 2019. Um, it is a course that you can go and take specifically for realtors and loan officers. And it is 100% catered to Instagram and social media as a whole. Um, and it is super in-depth. That's all I'm going to say. So Julie, I encourage you to, to DM me on Instagram. Um, and Zach, if you'll give... Um, then my Instagram handle, I think that would be helpful. Um, and so Julie, you feel free to reach out to me and I'll be happy to answer more questions. Awesome. And please guys do check out our course. Like this is not an affiliate thing. We get paid $0 if you buy our course. It's just really good. It has really helpful content, right? And the, the idea here to ask me anything is just to bring you people that know what they're doing and let you have chances to go deep and ask them questions. So and I will you. say, I will say we do have a lot of other people who have been a part of Agent Power Huddle and, and come to this and listen to Jesse all the time. 
um, who have already purchased our course. I actually met one of them in real life um, at the conference here in Arizona. Um, her name was Rory. She's a realtor out of Minnesota awesome. um, that actually joined our course in real life after seeing me and meeting me in real life. She was like, I thought about it. And then after meeting you, I was definitely in. So that was really cool. Um, Jesse, I think you were here. I think you were at that conference. I, just I was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was there too. That's, oh, that's awesome. I love it. And Angie said, thank you. Thank you. She's learning a ton. So um, if it, we got two minutes till the top. I think this is we're, we're wrapping up top of the hour, right? Is that where, how long we scheduled yeah. for? Okay. Just making sure. Um, any last, anything else? I don't want to start another question and go too much in anything, but any last thoughts you want to leave people with for today? Yeah. I just want people to know, like, you know, you don't have to be on every single platform. I saw the comment from Angie there saying she's trying to learn all the platforms. Um, I will tell you guys, don't do that. <laughs> right? Like find the one or two that really are you're passionate about and whether that's Instagram or not great. Um, but I will tell you, you know, there's a reason why I personally love and use Instagram because it really is all of the platforms in one, right? So the, the biggest key is find a platform one or two max and go all in on them because that will naturally translate into other platforms. But if you are trying to be on every single platform, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, you know, TikTok, Instagram, everywhere, like you will fail, right? You will not be consistent, especially if you're not showing up consistently on any of them to begin with, right? So that's my biggest piece of advice is like pick one, pick two, crush it. And I guarantee you it will leak over into any of the other platforms that you also want to additionally use. Love it. Really good advice. Michelle. Thank you for being here on Ask an, an Instagram Expert Anything. This is fun. I learned a ton. I love it. I feel like we just, we do these so often now. I just want to keep doing them because it's Let's keep doing it. I love it. All right. Enjoy, enjoy your afternoon. Have a good one, guys. Thank you. Thank you for being Bye, here. Guys. Thanks for watching. Bye, guys. Thank you. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.